0: It all started with a dream.
1: This is so stupid! <laughs> I've
0: been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> i got some things to say. I'm still
2: slowly dying, but hey, we all are. <laughs>
0: Good morning, Backrow Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming the morning side hug.
2: Completely loving, socially awkward, and decidedly Christian.
0: We are a Back Row Morning Show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com.
2: On today's show, movie cliches we need to dump.
0: Plus the latest news, random facts, and more. It's funny the way you said dump. You emphasize dump really, like, powerfully. Like, you're welcome. You give the full context of the word just in how you pronounce it.
1: You're welcome. That's the That's one of the things
0: it. you say that are better than everybody else.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> Dang, that like that's a good compliment.
0: <laughs> but first it is July 8th and we have a holiday to celebrate.
2: It is National Video Game Day. Mhm. Okay. I cannot allow my 14-year-old to listen to today's show. To know
0: that today is Video Game Day.
2: (sighs) Dust off that old Nintendo and haul your prized collection of games out of the closet. National Video Game Day happens on July 8th. Its cousin, National Video Games Day, is September 12th. Primarily used for recreational purposes, although professional gaming leagues do, in fact, exist, video games have exploded in popularity over the last few decades. They're exciting, invigorating, and most importantly, not just for kids. The very first video game ever invented involved simple table tennis. Today, there are over 5 million games in existence, from high-speed racing adventures to perilous virtual doing matches. There's a genre. Genre.
0: dueling matches.
2: what I say? Doing. I said dueling. You said doing. You <laughs> virtual, doing l- virtual dueling matches. <laughs> virtual dueling. That.
0: Exactly why I felt the need to. I was letting it slide. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe we should <laughs> clarify that one.
2: <laughs> From high speed racing adventures to perilous virtual dueling <laughs> matches. <laughs> There's a genre for everyone to enjoy.
0: <laughs> oh man uh, So did you own a lot of consoles
2: no. no We had the N64 and that was it That
0: was all you had That was okay. all that we had And then what, what have y'all had as parents
2: The Wii um, We have the old school Super Nintendo
0: The one that came out recently Like uh-huh. the mini NES Yeah, The SNES
2: Yeah, um, And the Switch And Xbox We have Xbox 360, Xbox One
0: Okay, so you've had quite a lot as parents in your home. What about handhelds? Did you have any handhelds as a kid? No. No Game Boy? I had no Game
2: Boys. My brother had like, when he was 13, he had like the very original Game Boy. That big. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the big chunk.
2: Yeah, so that's just something like, my dad did a lot of computer gaming, but my parents weren't big video game people, and Mm. so we didn't grow up. Video game people. And I kind of understand why. I learned once we got the N64 and my brother and I would go to school, my mom would spend all day playing <laughs> the Mario, nin, Nintendo yeah. 64 Mario. That was
0: one of the best Mario games ever.
2: She, that's what she did all day. <laughs> she had her own little world or her own little um like saved file, yeah, save you file. know. And we were not allowed to play on her save file. Absolutely not. 100%. So, I mean, I think it was probably a good thing that my family was not big into video games. Otherwise, I would have never seen my mom. Cause, yeah,
0: because your mom had an <laughs> addictive personality. Yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That N64 was the game changer. Like, yeah. I had the the With NES. the rumble pack? Yeah. <laughs> Super heavy, awkward controller,
2: you know, though it and Star Fox and <laughs> <laughs> Star Fox oh gosh. man,
0: that was a good one.
2: Mm-hmm. Ooh, I if I could get my hands on an N64, that would probably be like best day we, of my we life. We got
0: another one, like, we had another one a few years ago, really. Uh, I don't say a few, it might have been a decade ago now, but yeah. we had, it's still long after the N64's time. We like they had one at GameStop for, I think. A uh, hundred and fifty dollars, yeah, and they had a bunch of like the games that I remember, like Golden Eye, yeah, uh, Star Fox was one of them, uh, Super Mario. So I'm like, let's just get this. This mm-hmm. is this is going to be fun, and we yeah. played it for a long time, or I played it a lot. Dave played a few of them, but um, like that N64 was the game changer mm-hmm. with the uh, the 3D aspect. The Super Mario game, of course, Golden was the big deal. That's still the only like multiplayer shooting game that i like. Yeah. Was GoldenEye. Like i really loved that game. I could still play that now. Um but yeah, but i had i had a lot. I went i was a i was a very Nintendo boy. Yeah. growing up. Like mm-hmm. i was very loyal. I had friends that had uh like the Sega Genesis and even like the Sega Game Gear that yeah. that had that weird long handheld but it was like full color and i'm like ooh. Why isn't my Game Boy like this? Like I was upset. Yeah. But I was still loyal and I didn't switch. So uh, you know, I had the NES, I had the Game Boy, had the Super NES, had the Game Boy Pocket, had the N sixty four. Yeah, my my parents were depressive spenders and they wanted to uh make sure that I didn't feel like we were as poor as we were. So <laughs> So you had so they you bought had. me a lot of stuff, yep. yeah. And uh sixty four, but then when we uh When we got to the next generation of systems, that was when Xbox, uh, I think PlayStation 2 was that generation, Mm -hmm. and um, the GameCube came out. Yeah. And I looked at the GameCube and, like, the games that were coming out, and I'm like, I don't want this. Yeah. And so I went with the Xbox, and I felt like I was betraying. Like, I felt guilty about it. For the first, like, year that I played it, I'm like – Feel bad for Nintendo right now, but that that Xbox was great. Had a lot of fantastic games, but uh, then the Wii came around though, and Nintendo got smart. They're like, let's go back to the gimmicky stuff because the gimmicky stuff gets us buys. You got to get. They got into the area where they're like, you'll buy the PlayStation or the Xbox, whatever. They're essentially the same system with games that you know are mm-hmm. exclusive to whatever so you buy that but you're also going to buy the nintendo mm-hmm. and, it's different. True. and it's true and that's true a, that's the been the perfect strategy yeah don't compete yeah be a side project
2: so our very <laughs> first as a married couple our very first gaming system was the xbox 360 mm. and chris actually won that at a christmas party for his squadron in a scavenger hunt. oh wow yeah so it was like 40 of the guys, they got up, and it was one of those scavenger hunts where you have to run and get things from people in the audience. And my husband, down to the last two, I mean, he was much like you growing up. They had every single gaming system. Yeah. He and his brother, that's what they would ask their grandmother for every year for Christmas was handhelds and the systems and everything, okay? So... He, n- us being married and not having a gaming system, he's like, this feels wrong. <laughs> but I also know that we can't afford to life? buy one. Right, yeah. yeah, we were newly married within two years of our marriage and had two babies. So yeah, there Yikes. was no way that we were affording <laughs> a gaming system. So he put it all out there to win that <laughs> Xbox Three Sixty. Three Sixty. He actually fell and busted his elbow and arm open (laughs) to be the first one to get there. I mean, like, I don't think I've seen him run that fast since. (laughs) (laughs) Sprinted up there, put in the last whatever item it was, I don't remember, that they had to find from the crowd, and earned himself that Xbox 360. We still have it. Canon has it in his room now. And then I think for... Christmas one year I bought him the Xbox one so we've actually only bought the one and the switch wow the Wii was given to us while we were in Italy which that was like the turn for Topher he could have cared less about the three sixty. He didn't care about the Xbox, whatever. But when we got the Wii, Topher was like, Oh my gosh, what is this? Right. He's like five years old I think when we got it. <laughs> and so that just opened up a whole door. Oh, it was
0: awesome for him. The yeah. Wii the Wii was a was another game changer. Just yeah. adding all that physical element to it. That was really cool.
2: Now both the boys did have a DS also, but that's because we did a whole lot of traveling in Italy. Oh, yeah. And you it was just to easy to yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, DS's were cool. We we had, there was a point, I think I told you this, there was a point where with the Vaster family, like, all eight of us in that house that would go over there every Sunday had a DS. Yeah. So we would go to church, and then we would immediately go to their house, have a quick lunch, and spend, like, five hours playing Mario Kart together. Yeah. It was some of the best afternoons I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Really fun. I uh, for- with, Especially with my father-in-law, who thought he was really, really good at this game, and then every race something would go wrong, and he'd say, something's wrong with mine.
2: <laughs> Mine's not working. There are a lot of people who knock video games and who say, you know, it, uh, whatever. It's, they're not good for you. Right. They're not good for your nah. brain. This and that, blah, blah, blah. Both my husband and my brother-in-law, who grew up playing video games, both of them have jobs that are very video game based. Had they not grown yeah. up with a with an understanding and a knowledge you know kind of in that world they wouldn't be making the money that they are doing the jobs that they're doing now so for Topher who is very much kind of that same mentality same uh, that's just kind of how his brain works how his mind functions I'm like okay I don't want it to become an idol and that's something that we are working through with him right now you know (laughs) but at the same time if this is just naturally where his brain goes, I want to cultivate that for yeah, him. Yeah, foster it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so don't knock them, because they're really not that bad.
0: All right, so we are going to be playing a game this morning. We haven't played a game in a while.
2: We have not. A little bit,
0: little bit of a time here. So uh, we're going to get you back in your quest to regain the uh, back row undisputed championship title and so first you gotta beat me in a game today we're gonna play five second guess which is a game that you always win so you got a good chance here
2: we'll see i think i've won one time right i don't know we'll (laughs) see i just feel like when you're always like this is a game that you're really good at (laughs) i always fail
0: that's when i uh jinx you yes yeah all right so five second guess is gonna give us a uh topic, and it's going to make us list three things of a certain thing within five minutes. Got it. It's as easy as I can explain it. For, <laughs>
2: for anyone listening, I do want to preface this with when I get like overly anxious about things, I get really loud. So if you're wearing <laughs> headphones... You might want to turn it down a little bit.
0: Also, when I get really angry, I get really loud. And that tends to happen with this game. <laughs> so,
2: you know, just so you're aware, we are prefacing that.
0: <sighs> All right. So I'm going to let you go first. We're going to try uh, five rounds. Okay. Five, five versions. Okay. Right. Do you want to go back and forth? Or do you want to do your five and then do my five? Do my five. Okay. Here we go. Five rounds. All right. <clears throat> Name three things you would find under a sofa.
2: Change, dust, socks.
0: Good job. You gotta wait. You gotta wait for it to go. Yeah.
2: Nailed it. All right.
0: <laughs> name three things that are white.
2: Sheets, socks, underwear.
0: See, you're getting all these really easy ones. <laughs> Nail it. Mine's gonna be like, name th- three European. Uh Bold answers or something oh. weird thing yeah that's what I said I said it <laughs> it's obscure do you know one no you don't so that's what I stand behind my
2: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> name three insects come on
2: uh lightning bug ladybug and tarantula is that an insect no it A is roach. not
0: <laughs> and you did not get it.
2: <laughs> Three insects. <laughs> is it an insect, or is a tarantula not an insect? No, it's, it's an, an, arac- an arachnid, but that's not, not in insect. the insect family. Mm-hmm. Crap. <laughs> you see, you, you jinx- were the lightning me.
0: bug first. That was a weird place oh, to go I first. I love lightning. Do you? Bugs. Oh, okay, so there's a reason.
2: Yeah, it wasn't
0: just like a random thing you pulled out of the sky.
2: That is probably my biggest like. Pain about living here.
0: So you don't see lightning bugs yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's one down. All right. Name three boy bands.
2: Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, and Boyz II Men.
0: I mean, okay. I'll let Boyz II Men count, but I don't feel like that's the same genre.
2: Why? It's <laughs> a boy band. They're in R and B, but it's a boy band.
0: I just, I don't feel like they would qualify as a boy band.
2: Boys. Two men. I understand that
0: they are all <laughs> men, but I don't <laughs> but you know Aerosmith is all men too, and they're in a band, but I wouldn't call them a boy band. You yeah, know what but I'm
2: saying? boys to men is still
0: It's just uh, I will count it because I don't have a good argument of why not, but I just don't feel like it's the same.
2: Handsome. But
0: you know what? I say that. And I'm pretty sure Sync and Baxter Boys are also qualified as R and b Really? I'm pretty sure. They're not sure. pop. I'm pretty sure they're qualified as rhythm and blues, too. I, don't I don't know not All right. So, so then in that
2: you. case, the only boy band would be Hanson.
0: And, <laughs> and they were a real band. And like, they all played the instruments.
2: That's true. <laughs> and everybody thought that they were actually girls, not boys. So <laughs>
0: all right. So that's uh, three out of four. We got one more here. Right. Right? Yes. Right. Yes. Name three mathematical symbols.
2: Oh, my God. Addition sign, plus, subtraction sign, right, and percentage. (laughs) Okay, you barely got that in there. Good grief! I didn't know what they meant by mathematical symbols. Like, what does that even mean? Shut (laughs) up. (laughs) Would have worked. I got it. Four Uh, out of five, and I still think tarantula should count. Hit
0: the nailed it, and there's still five more. So these would be my five.
2: All right, ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Name three things to pack for a holiday.
0: Uh, extra underwear, extra socks, and swimsuits. I'm assuming we're talking about vacation, right? A holiday.
2: Yeah, sure, yeah. whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, name, three, name three things you would like to accomplish in your lifetime.
0: Skydive, climb a mountain, eat a, an entire pizza all by myself.
2: You've never eaten an entire pizza by yourself?
0: I have. I've already accomplished it.
2: That's a fail.
0: Why? That's it a- says things I'd like to accomplish. I would like to have accomplished that, and I have.
2: Whatever. <laughs> Name three things you do at the weekend.
0: Uh, uh, work, sleep, I don't know. Work is not
2: consistent. No. I know. I, but
0: I work all weekend. <laughs> Failed it. <laughs> and then I said sleep. And I'm like, well, I mean, technically I do sleep on the weekends, but I sleep every other day too. Like, I feel like these have to, I panicked in my own head. I'm like, I feel like these have to be exclusive to the weekend. But
2: <laughs> What would you do? Nap.
0: I yeah, would say, I say nap. I naps probably. Uh, clean. Clean. A lot of people who, yeah. yeah. Go to the movies. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. I don't okay. know. Not lately. Whatever.
2: Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. Name three things you bring on a first date.
0: bring? Yes. <laughs> what do you bring? <laughs> Flowers, I guess. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Flowers, candy, and <laughs> protection.
0: <laughs> Stop it. No, mo. This is a first date. No.
2: Listen, it is just a general Not question. Not until you're married. Absolutely. No, ma'am. I agree, Terrible. but it is just a general question. Don't listen to her. Ay ay ay. Whatever. <laughs> Um, how about breath mints? That would have been Breath one. mints. Gum. Okay.
0: Breath protection. So
2: I already won. Do we want to Yeah,
0: let's do the last one anyway.
2: All right. I uh, have <laughs> failed it. Name three things you found under the sink.
0: Wow. My brain just goes blank.
2: Cleaning products, trash yeah, bags. Yeah, but I
0: don't have that underneath cuz I cuz my brain always fights between what normal people would and what I have. And so I sit there and I think, what should I say? And that's the five seconds are gone before I can spit anything out. My brain just comes to a complete stop because it overthinks things. Well, I'm what do y'all keep here. under your sink? We have uh, a dustpan, uh, a bunch of Walmart bags, and I think the bucket that we clean the car with.
2: <laughs> that would have been I know. all acceptable. I know,
0: but all... <laughs> But, um, again, my brain was thinking, I need to think in a generalized term. I need to think about what most people have under there.
2: See, and then but. you yelled at me for the generalized <laughs> term of what you bring on a first date. You, cheese <laughs> Only because it was
0: inappropriate. It
2: was but, uh, not but inappropriate. But then again, I, I did say cold
0: dancer. Early. <laughs>
2: I said. I said protection. You never know who you're going on a first date with. You should you bring a, a mace.
0: You should bring <laughs> pepper
2: spray. You should not bring mace.
0: A, a mace. mace.
2: You should bring pepper spray and a pocket knife. And and if you are in a state where you have to have a license to conceal carry, then you bring your handgun. Because you, especially you females out there, you never know who you're going on a first date with. Protect yourself. That's what I meant.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. That was good. Okay. <laughs> well, Mo, you've uh, you earned your right to uh, challenge me for the title. Yeah, I have. Next time around, and it has to be at the same game, so... Yes. Good luck, because I feel like you don't need it. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up later in the show, more of your embarrassing church stories.
2: We'll be back with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio.
0: You're listening to the Morning Side Hug. We hope you're enjoying our mix of music this morning on Back Row Radio.
2: We'll be sharing more of your embarrassing church stories when we come back, but first... It's time for You Ask Us Anything. You too ask us anything. <laughs>
0: time for You Ask Us Anything. <laughs> <laughs> Your
2: question for today is what was the last physical book you read?
0: So I've read a lot of books, but all of them have been in digital form for the most part.
2: Tisk, tisk.
0: So honestly, the last book that I, like, physical book that I read that wasn't like my own, I read my own, but I don't think that counts. Um, cause I was just reading for spelling errors and stuff. I wasn't reading for enjoyment <laughs> or learning. <Yeah. laughs> so the last actual book that I read was, uh, still unoffendable by, mm-hmm. uh, Bryn Hansen, yeah. which uh, I still recommend and I need to read again. I lent it to someone and I don't remember who
2: it was not me. I'm
0: pretty sure it was Megan Kelly. I think she still has it. So yeah. I need to find that, get it back and reread it. But, uh, especially for this time, I feel like if there's any, any time that we need to read that book unoffendable, it's, it's now. now. Absolutely. Uh, So I recommend that one.
2: Yeah. Uh, The last physical book that I read, actually, when COVID hit, that was the first thing that I did, was I picked up a book and I started reading it. you know what? I'm
0: mad at myself for not doing that. Yeah. I'm like, I could have read so many of these books on my shelf that I've never read before.
2: Yeah. Now, here's the sad thing. I have a an entire bookshelf of books that I've never read and I went and bought another book to read.
0: <laughs> but I didn't uh, read any of those books. <laughs> Heck no. <laughs>
2: um, but I read The Masterpiece by Francine Rivers.
0: Okay, yeah. I remember you talking about that. Oh,
2: it's so good. said so, I love Francine Rivers. I love Christian fiction. I love reading a book that I can really get into the characters and kind of either relate to the characters or like view the characters as somebody that I know personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Make
0: connections like that. Yeah.
2: Really. Um and Francine Rivers just does a really good job of that and ties it all back to a biblical viewpoint. And so I just I love that. I love that about all of her books.
0: So the Masterpiece is a fiction book?
2: It is a Christian fiction book, yeah.
0: Is it set like in a fancy time or what?
2: No. This is actually true to true to today. Okay. Um it's in the San Francisco area, and it's about a girl, a young, a young woman in her mid, early mid-20s. Um, she's a single mom, and she begins working for an artist who comes from a really rough, rough background. Really, he, was, um, he got his start in art by doing graffiti on buildings. On the side of buildings, and so um, it goes through both her struggle and his struggle, and then different characters—you know—who they have in their lives, some of their struggles as well. Mm, okay. It's just a—it's a, it's a really, it's really good, good,
0: classical, no frills about it. This is just a nice fiction book. Uh huh. Good story. Yeah. That's really all we need anymore.
2: Yep. A good, a good girl story. and a bad guy, <laughs> but it also shows the parallels in their lives and how similar mm. these very different people actually are
0: which again i think would tie back to our word for the year of empathy uh-huh uh, yeah yeah that's good okay yep all right well we'll be back welcome back to the morning side hug a back row morning show here on BackRowRadio.com. i'm matt and i'm mo and let's kick off this uh portion with five random facts. With no song, because Mo won't sing the song anymore.
2: Nope, I sure won't. Now I want it.
0: Now I want to hear the song. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Sorry for you. Uh, bears don't pee while hibernating. Instead, their bodies turn urine into protein and use it for sustenance. Interesting.
0: Coming in hot with the facts today.
2: <laughs> That's... I'm, I find that very interesting. Yeah. It's honestly never anything that I would have ever thought about. Do bears <laughs> pee while they hibernate? Right. But <laughs> that is a really cool fact. <laughs> Y'all, I want everybody sharing that one today. Because <laughs> it's going to make you sound so smart. People are going to be like, what? I had
0: no idea. Just walk up. Interrupt random conversations. Hey, do you know bees don't pee? uh, Bees? Bears don't pee when they're hibernating. (laughs) Bees don't pair when they're hibernating. Right. (laughs) Don't say that because then you'll sound dumb. Dumb.
2: (laughs) All right. You you done? I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Contrary to popular belief, Walt Disney was cremated. He isn't, what is that?
0: Cryogenically frozen. Thank you. (laughs) He's not a frozen head somewhere.
2: I couldn't say that word. (laughs) Uh, The most remote position on Earth is Point Nemo. My gosh. (laughs) A spot literally in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by more than 1,000 miles of ocean in every direction. It's so isolated, the closest humans are often the astronauts aboard the International Space Station. Wow. Isn't
0: that crazy? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: I, for some reason... With point, I was seeing pinto. And I was like, (laughs) that's not pinto. That's (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, Getting stabbed by a pencil can leave a mark on your skin for decades because graphite particles are left in the dermis layer of the skin, the same layer of skin where tattoo ink is placed.
0: And that's something I didn't know but makes total sense because I know people who have been stabbed with pencils and Mm -hmm. they had that mark on them forever and never went away.
2: Yep canon was stabbed with a pencil on the bus one year and he still has it every few months he'll be like mom i still got that pencil spot on my arm (laughs) yeah i know canon it's not going anywhere (laughs) um in england exiting a party without saying goodbye is called a french leave in france it's called a filet a les anglaise to leave english style (laughs) (laughs) In the U.S., it's called an Irish goodbye. You know, so we all just want to point the finger at different countries and cultures. You know?
0: It's not us. That's not how we do things here. Nope.
2: Yep. (laughs)
0: All right, so this is going to be the last segment of this. Uh, a few weeks ago, we went to our Facebook group, Back Row Baptist Church. Join now. And uh, we asked you for your embarrassing church stories. And y'all came through in a big way with nearly 100 of these. So we've been spreading them out over different segments through different days for the last month or so. And uh, we're finally to the end. We're the last four today. What? The last four we're going to share. It's amazing. So first comes from uh, Todd Green. Uh, actually the first two come from Todd Green. Number 1 is preaching with my fly open and my wife pointing it out to me and I just zipped it up without turning around or anything. Later I thought, "Why did I do that?" <laughs> when I did that, the deacon had to step out of the back for laughing so hard. From laughing so hard. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say though, my wife pointing out,
0: hey, "Your fly." Uh, hey, zip. Well, that's interesting. Back to the sermon. <laughs> right in front of everybody. You can't just turn around.
2: I mean, at least with like this. you're
0: staring at the cross.
2: Yeah, with the pulpit <laughs> here.
0: Yeah, here you could do that and it would just you look like you're adjusting it. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would still be pretty clear that you're. And hands that's were, even worse, yeah. actually, now
2: that I think about it. I I would rather just see you zipping up your, look, your fly than what I assume is you adjusting yourself. Really? Sometimes. Sometimes. No, don't. <laughs> No.
0: Things get sticky down there and you just gotta it's hot in the summer is all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> so apparently the um, okay you're gonna have to help me with these terms. Okay. For the convention the New Mexico Baptist the Convention. The Baptist Convention of New mm-hmm. Mexico. We have like state leaders over each area yeah. of the church. Okay. And so the worship guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh his, I don't know
0: his name. His name's Lamar. Okay.
2: He's currently like serving as interim for our worship leader right now.
0: Oh, at the church. Uh-huh. At your church, okay. Uh-huh.
2: So, apparently he has like this nervous thing where he'll kind of like mess with his belt, mm. his belt buckle. <laughs> um and so that's one of the first things that my friend who was good friends with them Uh, or with him that's one of the first things that she told me if you ever noticing notice him messing like with his belt or kind of around that area it's just because he's nervous just like don't draw attention to it don't say anything about it but also don't walk away thinking that he's weird or anything and sure enough I noticed it the first time that I had a conversation with him and I was like I'm so glad she told me about this before because I'd be walking away like dude
0: What is your deal? (laughs) I can't even make any jokes because they'd all be too appropriate. I know.
2: And as a woman, like my mindset would be get better underwear. Like, what's wrong?
0: (laughs) That's what your mind would be? Yeah. Oh, no. See.
2: If you're constantly adjusting there. From a male
0: perspective, if there was a guy talking to a lady and he was continuously fiddling with the (laughs) crotchel area, I'm not thinking his underwear is messed up. I'm thinking he has impulse control issues. Oh my
2: gosh! <laughs> See, I just think that you don't have good supportive underwear.
0: Like, get a get a good get a good uh, get a good boxer brief. They're nice and supportive. Exactly. <laughs> they don't bunch up on you. Yeah. They've been a lifesaver for me. <laughs> I spent most no seriously, most of my childhood was spent picking underwear out of my butt crack. To the point where my teachers had to tell my mom because they were worried about me. Aww. Why is he always digging in his butts? His <laughs> so underwear just bunch up in there.
2: Do you ha- do your boys wear boxer briefs?
0: Uh, so, m- most of their underwear are boxer yeah. briefs, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: That's the same with us. Chris was like, boxer briefs are the way to go. Either and way. so when he figured I'm, that yeah. out, I was like, okay, well then our boys are just going to wear boxer Absolutely.
0: briefs. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Johnny has a... A package of normal ones but i don't think we bought those yeah um someone else did but yeah they uh they're lifesavers man they're the way to go <laughs>
1: how did we get on this i thing? don't know <laughs> 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 but hey this
0: is a good this is a good life lesson for for all men right boxer if, you, if your underwear is constantly uncomfortable either too tight or too loose go for the middle ground boxer briefs yeah Next one from Todd Green. My nephew told my daughter... By the way, if you didn't know, we're telling embarrassing church stories. That's what we're doing now. (laughs) Todd Green uh, says, my nephew told my daughter that my wife used to be a pole dancer. Oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) What are the odds of this? What? (laughs) What are the odds that the term pole dancer would show up twice in one show? organically Organically. (laughs) let me start this over again my nephew told my daughter that my wife used to be a pole dancer and I had no clue that he said this to her so at a senior citizen luncheon for the church the ladies asked my daughter where she learned to dance from and she had done a dance as she had done a dance in children's church being cute my daughter responded to the dear sweet elderly women with these words my mama used to dance on a pole
2: (laughs) Yep that just happened
0: this doesn't answer the question d- did she really though was she
2: <laughs> a <pool dancer? laughs> okay so i gotta tell you something matt we you know i i said that we aired all uh, of our vbs videos this past week yeah yeah okay um and at the end they were greatly
0: done by the way i need to point that out those videos were amazing we talked about them I guess it was last week or the week before. Yeah. About VBS videos for online things, they did such a good job. Such a good job. Thank you. So Thank go you. ahead. Sorry.
2: Group should award us with the number one virtual VBS. Seriously,
0: I I I could have if I didn't know who you guys were. Yeah. And we're just saying I would have believed that that could have come from the company. Yeah. They were that good. Thanks. So.
2: Shout out to Gabby. <laughs> um. So. We, at the end of every day, we did a little blooper Mm -hmm. reel. Also a
0: brilliant
2: idea. And (laughs) Thursday, the second to the last day, we had decided as we were recording that we were just going to go rogue on a few of the songs and just be absolutely insane not do the motions uh, kind of as a way to pick at our media director you know she had been stressed all week she was frustrated and so we were like you know what we're just going to give her a reason to laugh and so for a couple of the songs instead of doing the motions we just danced we all did our own okay (laughs) so I was watching Thursday and I was like you know I'm definitely not of the mindset that Christians shouldn't dance, (laughs) but I can definitely see the point that there is a fine line between appropriate and inappropriate dancing because there were a few times, and it's five women up there, yeah five what I guess is now these days considered middle-aged women. We're all in our 30s, you know, and (laughs) we're all up there, and there were a few moves not like – long moves by any means but if you're watching one of us in particular whoa that was a bit too much shaken
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a little bit eh, more than pg-13 <laughs> So I'm thankful that they were put at the end at the bloopers where hopefully some people walked away and didn't get to see but I yeah. That was the day that we did our virtual or our drive through offering and we were all up at the church and I was like, Guys, did you see the bloopers? Did you see us dancing? And all of us are like, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Might as well just had a pole on stage. That's all I'm saying. You know, and I
2: can remember thinking when we were doing it: do not shake too much. <laughs> don't
0: shake the booty. Don't gyrate. None of that kind of stuff. Just right? Hands. Just floss. Do, do, do whatever do, you got. Just do
2: the Carlton. <laughs> do the Carlton. Yeah, right. Even our children's director did the sprinkler at one point, and just the shaking (laughs) of certain areas, it was like, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Awkward city right there.
2: Mm -mm. Uh, Yep. So if any of our kids tell anybody that we were pole dancers, they've got video footage to go back and try
0: and prove it with. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Normal people don't dance like that. Normal Christians can't dance like that. <laughs> you see? All right. Uh, next one's from Tamara Z- Zorn Pepler. What is with these weird names? I've never heard these names before. I don't know. Pepler? Pepler. I mean, it's a cool name. I like it. That's, I'd like to be known as a Pepler. That Matthew Pepler. Matt Pepler. That, I like
2: that, it. I actually do like, I like it. like that. <laughs> that was my mom's maiden name, Pepler. Really? No.
0: Shut your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> how dare you Her maiden how name how dare was, you trick me like that it was canon her maiden name was short no you're was a, sh- her name was her married name was canon what was her maiden name sheets sheets shorts sheets.
2: I was gonna say shorts you were saying canon at the same time i was saying sheets anyway
0: pamela shorts
2: pamela shorts
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> pamela sheets Tamra right. tamara pepler says my niece was 4 took her to church Afterwards, she went up to the pastor and told him that he said a naughty word he said it's not uh, it's not nice to say hell but then quickly proceeded to list off all the other naughty <laughs> words that you're not supposed to be said. <laughs> can't say hell. Can't say. Th- <laughs> 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 it was like, um, "There's an episode of The Simpsons where the kids go to a different school, like a, a better school, uh, in another town, and the teachers upset that you know Bart doesn't know how to read cursive." don't you know cursive language? He goes, well, I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. The writing, cursive writing.
2: I mean, that is an understandable confusion. Don't you understand cursive language? Well, oh, yeah, but.
0: Nice. All right, here's the last one for today. Or last one total. Last one. We're finally what? done with this post. Ashley Gilland said, sophomore year of high school, I played Mary in our church Christmas production. I forgot my line and I turned to Joseph, my real life boyfriend at the time, for help and he offered none. And so I responded out loud, well, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Side note, my dad was the preacher. Uh, Yeah. Ooh. In the production, you're sitting there, you're hovering over baby Jesus in the manger and you're supposed to say something great right there. You don't remember? What was I supposed to say? I don't know. Look down at baby Jesus. Well, well crap. crap.
2: <laughs> I'm sure Mary. Christmas has is canceled. <laughs> so Matt, I have to tell you something real quick. Okay. We you were talking a lot of stories. Yeah. Well, we were talking about my mom. Yes. Just a few minutes ago.
0: Pamela Schwartz.
2: Pamela Schwartz. Um, <laughs> and her birthday is May 26 and on that episode that show that morning show I gave her a shout out mm. and told her or told all of our listeners if you're within her area I gave the city that she's in then go to her workplace I said the place that she works Oh
0: gracious you did
2: I did yeah, yeah and I said go tell her happy birthday My mom listened to it about a week later <laughs> and called me immediately and yelled at me <laughs> You better be so thankful nobody came in. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. You gave my name. You gave the city I'm in and the place I. I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that.
0: <laughs> I didn't even catch it when it happened, but I do remember you yeah, doing that. It was I very did. flippant, like it was just like a quick little yeah. thing. But
2: (laughs) I can see her now listening to it like, oh, she's wishing me a happy. No, she didn't. Hold up. Wait a minute.
0: What? What? (laughs) In today's climate, you're going to give people where I work. What if they don't like you and they want to take it out on me? Oh, oh she man. was so upset with me for yeah. that I'm, so I'm, upset I feel like that's a, a good reason to be yeah
2: <laughs> you know I've really given if anybody wants to steal my mom's identity I've given her birth date <laughs> I've given her place of work I've given her maiden name
0: shorts it's shorts everybody <laughs> shorts
2: my poor mom I love you mom the shorts love you mom you'll listen to this in about a week and i'll get another phone call where you're screaming at me i love you Uh,
0: i love you too (laughs) (laughs) all right coming up next or later in the show we're going to be talking about movie tropes that need to be put down
2: okay we'll be back in (laughs) just a few with more of the morning side hug right here on back row radio
0: listening to The Morning Side Hug here on Back Row Radio, sharing airtime with the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie.
2: When we come back, we're going through movie cliches that need to be scrubbed. But first, here's binge-watching for Jesus.
0: At Diversity Today, we believe it's very easy to be a hero. All you need are honesty, empathy, respect, and open-mindedness. Uh, excuse me? Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's not all it takes to be a hero. Oh, great. Well, what is a hero to you? A hero kills people. People that wish him harm. Okay. A hero is part human and part supernatural. A hero is born out of a childhood trauma or out of a disaster Um, that must be avenged. Okay, um, you're thinking of a superhero. I don't think it's any secret that things are a little tense here in America right now, in fact, all over the world, but there has currently been this giant uprising in racial awareness and diversity being something that all of us have a keen eye on. Now, it's not my intention to get into all the different political aspects surrounding this debate, but one of the things that does seem to be clear is that whether we see it or not as a society, that there are strains of racism that are still weaving their way through our country and our world and so when we think of heroes in the terms of fighting racism oftentimes we think of this guy abraham lincoln once said that if you're a racist i will attack you with the north and i think we would all agree that abraham lincoln is A hero, especially in this vein. The same goes for Martin Luther King Jr., for Rosa Parks, for anyone who decided to take a stand for the community that was in need, that was struggling. And in fact, there are men and women of all races who are taking a stand, saying that enough is enough and that we need to put an end to this now. Unfortunately, there are people in different parts of the country who are in disagreement on the best way to go about this. One thing is for certain, Violence should never be our first option. Empathy should always be the name of the game. Now, empathy is not sympathy. Empathy is actually just learning to feel like the other person feels, trying to figure out how they got to be who they are and why they felt that way. You can even empathize with someone who you believe is racist. Now, that doesn't mean you're condoning how they believe, but it is helping you put yourself in the mindset of how they got there, which in turn should help you minister to that person to try and turn their mind around. When we think about what a hero is defined by the Bible, we think about God's terms laid out in Romans 15, 1 and 2. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. This first describes the different characteristics of heroism, helping those in need, buttressing the weaknesses of others with our strengths and vice versa, and contributing to the welfare of our neighbors. Building people up, not tearing them down, is where change occurs. Sure, not everybody's going to change, but those that do will begin to turn the tide. Simple, one-on-one, personal, honest conversations. That's where it all starts. Because after all, we all have a hero in our heart. Subscribe to Binge Watching for Jesus on Spotify and listen for new episodes right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And with Hollywood on a standstill, we should be using this time and energy to write better, less cliche-filled movie scripts. So today, Mo and I are going to be going through a long list of movie cliches, things that happen in a lot of movies, so many, so many movies, too many to count, that are now coming off as absolutely lazy writing because you're just copying what's come before. Okay. Now, you might not know what I mean yet.
2: I have no idea what us mean. Go for it. First of
0: all, why is it that everybody who ever takes a taxi in a movie has the exact right amount of change to give them? There's never any change exchanged between the person paying and the driver. Or like it's always exactly a dollar, you know, like on the dollar number payment. It's the same precedent, and I don't think this is on the list, as uh, phone conversations. Nobody ever says goodbye. Everyone just knows when the conversation is over and they hang up the phone you notice that
2: you're about to ruin all movies (laughs) for me aren't
0: you (laughs) that's that's my goal yes great to (laughs) ruin all movies great that that one bugs me more the no the no goodbye thing the phone
2: hang up like you
0: can say goodbye you know it'll make it feel real you don't have to just like okay i got this hang up walk away you know say say something say goodbye i just assume the other person on the phone line is just hang up okay Hello
1: <laughs> hello are you still there?
0: Uh, let's see okay the next one is in English, please when somebody who's really smart lays out an entire thing in very techno babble talk about you know what needs to be done or what's happening and somebody else who can't follow along says in English, please <laughs> <laughs> happens a lot nearly every movie where there's a smart like doctor type or computer type person
2: <laughs> Well and I mean if you consider it, They are still speaking English. (laughs) So the proper thing to say would have been, I mean, even. Dumb it down for me. Yeah. Layman's terms. Talk to me
0: like I'm five. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see. The social outcast sidekick. Uh, So let me read this one. In just about every action or thriller movie, there's a character who helps out the good guy. This person is usually much smaller or in horrible shape. They offer some kind of comedic relief and don't do much except maybe distract the bad guy with their antics unconvincingly. But for some reason, the villains buy it. Even though the sidekick didn't really do anything, the hero thanks them in an attempt to remain humble.
2: So Robin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the DC lover in me. <laughs> really wants to argue that point. <laughs> but if we're talking about in the movies, then sure. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, the small town could have been. Just about every movie that takes place in a small town, there's a local who is a bitter, fast tempered uh, man with a huge drinking problem. Yeah. A person with some kind of athletic big shot. At the prime of his life, who then blew his big chance at going pro because of some incident or injury. So Biff. <laughs> Biff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. The uh is that all you got? When someone is, is being that all you got beaten to a bloody pulp.
2: Yeah. Or you got? <laughs> it's also like in an that's a really awful picture.
0: It is a bad picture. Um
2: it's also like when someone is verbally attacking or, you know, is that all you got? That's mm. kind of what I think.
0: Yeah, like mean. it work too. How about the you better run? Yeah, you better run. The main character is outnumbered by the bad guys. They're circling him or her and just when we think our hero is about to be massacred, the group runs away. The main character sees them run, gets confident, and says, yeah, you better run. Little do they know that there's some gigantic creature behind them waiting to attack or some other big force.
2: That is, yeah
0: and that works right with this one the they're behind me aren't they
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're talking about somebody behind their back but really they're behind your back <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're behind me aren't they I, I think the first instance I remember of that one was in city slickers when uh, bill have you seen the movie Uh uh-huh. okay yeah. Billy Crystal's talking about Jack Palance's character saying, you know he's just saying all the negative things yeah and the other guys at the campfire just kind of look up he goes he's behind me isn't he <laughs> and that's when he picks him up and says he'll turn him into twins yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see breakfast being the most important meal question mark A wife in many movies will cook a big breakfast for her husband because she loves him and wants him to not be hungry throughout the day. The husband can never eat breakfast, but just grabs a piece of toast and eats it on the run as he walks out the door. (laughs) What happens to all the food?
2: (laughs) I will say this is one of my biggest pet peeves in watching a movie. Like the wife is up and she's dressed to the nines, has everything Lunches all packed, a big breakfast made. The table
0: full of different breakfast foods.
2: Yes. Every single movie. It drives me crazy. She's not standing there in her bathrobe with hair all crazy and everything. No. She has gotten up, showered, dressed, put makeup on, done her hair, and cooked a huge (laughs) breakfast, and made lunches for her entire family.
0: (laughs) Makes you feel pretty inadequate
2: i don't understand that you know what also <laughs> bugs me about that same scene though
0: hmm.
2: if you look out the windows it looks like it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon
0: it does yeah
2: like it never <laughs> looks the like it's 7 a.m no wonder he's
0: late <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> i don't have time for this i woke up eight hours late for work <laughs> you woke up and showered
2: and cooked and everything and you didn't think to wake up your husband to get out to get to work on time i wanted
0: to make sure the breakfast was ready <laughs> Had to use every pan we own to make all this.
2: <laughs> Man, that is probably one of my biggest pet
0: yeah. peeves. <laughs> all right, the next one on the list the ugly pretty girl. To be fair, this cliche is not seen nearly as much as it used to be, but it's still annoying. The perfect example of this movie is She's All That. I was thinking the yeah. same. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shy, nerdy girl who wears glasses and doesn't wear makeup or designer clothes gets a complete makeover and becomes the hottest girl in school. Mm-hmm. Not just relatively good looking, but from the nerdiest to the hottest. Yeah. Full spectrum leap. Yep. Just got context, put her hair down, and put some makeup on. And that did the trick
1: yeah
2: well and clueless with britney murphy's character
0: yeah that's right
2: yep
0: it's a every tv show there's at least one episode that focuses on something like that as well yeah like you know not sitcoms but like like dramas and teen dramas and stuff like that yeah uh let's see okay so this one i didn't realize was a thing until i read it and i'm like yeah that totally does happen healthy eaters are evil She's cool, pretty, sassy, intelligent, and when she eats, she will order the most calorie-stacked, deep-fried food that she can find, the type that will surely give anybody a heart attack. Apparently, the fact that she doesn't care what she eats just shows how awesome she is. But the girl who exercises daily and eats healthy, because in reality she's a good role model, is uptight and vindictive, most likely an evil cheerleader.
2: That's very true. (laughs) Maybe that's tr- why so much of our generation chooses to not eat healthy.
0: <laughs> but like I'm thinking about it and I'm like imagining the first girl uh normal girl eating a you know giant cheeseburger. Yeah. I I find that endearing. I think yeah. That's the good person. Yeah. And if you're sitting there eating that's your That's the kind of girl I want somebody loaf.
2: who can eat <laughs> right. <laughs> eat a good old cheeseburger.
0: <laughs> you sitting like a sad skinny girl eating a vegan loaf. Yeah drinking a soy latte like no she clearly is gonna murder somebody so chris
2: would say she needs a sandwich <laughs> get that girl
0: a pork chop or something
2: <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> that was a good line from uh how i met your mother The uh, that's because you need protein line i don't you remember it. that one uh, he was dating a i think dating or a blind date was it barry girl who barry. was no what's his barney vegan no it was a uh, ted oh who was vegan and she she said that uh she was like trying to get out of the pl- out of the date and she said i don't know i'm feeling kind of tired i think i'm gonna go home he Goes. that's because you need protein
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean <laughs> all right next one children are much smarter than adults Okay, so we know that there are really some smart kids in the world, but in many movies they that have kids playing a role, those kids are always the ones that offer some great wisdom that gets the main character to see a truth that was right in front of them the whole time, and these kids are usually quiet throughout the rest of the film. So, like, their only purpose is to say this mind-blowing truth. I, I don't find this annoying as it stands. I find it annoying at how often it's used. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, I I like the gimmick as it is. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Kids are kind of smart, and sometimes it does help to listen to their perspective uh, from a childhood's eye, from childhood eyes than adult eyes. Yeah, there. But it's overused.
2: It happened in my real life during COVID. There was a week where we were all like ready to kill each other,
0: all five of us. We
2: were done. <laughs> And we finally just got in the truck and drove to get ice cream. And so we're having our a family conversation in the truck. And Topher's like, you know, it's not that we all hate each other. It's not that we're even mad at each other. It's just that we haven't seen anybody else in over a month. And we haven't even really left our house in over a month. I love you all very much but I'm really kind of getting tired of seeing just you. (laughs) And Chris and I look at each other and we're like, (laughs) scold by our 14 year old.
0: Bit harsh, but true.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But it's so true. It was like Chris and I were racking our brains. Why do we all hate each other right now? Why are we all getting on each other's nerves? And poor Topher. It's not that we hate each other. We just need to see other people.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he apparently was breaking up with us.
0: Yeah, kind of like. <laughs> let's just take a break. Let's take a sabbatical from this. And uh,
2: so it does happen see in some your other families. families. But...
0: <laughs> I need to see some other families. I'd like an open family, <laughs> <laughs> an open family relationship. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Next uh, movie trope that is overused. Angry girlfriend throws clothes out the window. Yeah. (laughs) Before this happens, the guy usually says something like, how mad do you think she'll be? Oh, and it's never just clothes. It always is capped off with like a radio or a TV, video game console, something that's noisy and will break easily.
1: Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Because it's clothes he can just pick up. But you throw his television (laughs) or his Xbox, that's really going to hit him hard.
0: (laughs) Ooh, yeah, painful. Next one, uh, that's really an animal kissing you. You know the scene. It's a beautiful tropical island. There are two people, a man and a woman, sitting on a blanket. The man is looking deeply into the woman's eyes, and she's looking back at him. They begin to passionately kiss. And then the scene cuts to the guy sleeping on his couch with his dog licking inside his mouth. I hate that. Uh, the most recent version of that I saw was on Frasier. That happened on Frasier. Ugh.
2: <laughs> it really makes me want to puke. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> All
0: right, here's the, uh, we aren't so different, you and I. Oh, here that we one. go. That's a good one. Uh, how many times does the hero say this to the villain? <laughs> every movie, every movie where the hero and villain get to talk Know what all so different, you and I. And they're always British. That's what I pull away from it. Uh the We Got Company guy. We got that one. They parodied or they lampooned that a bit on community. Hate to really? be the hate to be the we got company guy, but we got company. We got company. <laughs> <laughs> We've got company. Yeah, I don't even need to explain that. You know what that is.
2: You keep looking behind my shoulder like just past me, and I I'm real acting. think that we have
0: company. <laughs> we have company. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, flying a plane is super easy. Who cares if you have absolutely no experience flying a plane? You just need to talk to some guy over the radio and push whatever buttons he tells you. I Did mean, we also mention that the plane is spiraling out of control and about to crash on the ground in 30 seconds or so? Always. Also, your anxiety is probably very high right now, but you'll be all
2: right. You'll be just fine. I mean,
0: you look at those airplane consoles with the sheer amount of buttons and switches, and you're trying to listen. Yeah, you look at you can look at this our our, our soundboard here. That's already that's already too much to talk you through over the phone.
2: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Press the mute button. There are fifty mute buttons here. Which mute button do you mean?
0: The seventeenth from the right. Oh, okay. Let me pause for ten minutes One, and count that out. Two. While we're all plunging to our death. <laughs> hi oh gracious okay um diffusing a bomb is as easy as snipping one wire
2: (laughs) i mean it is but which wire
0: (laughs) all the hero does is snip a wire of course he doesn't know which wire to cut so just as the timer reaches zero zero point zero one he cuts the red wire or is it the white wire or the blue wire thus diffusing the bomb and saving the day Movies need to have no wire bombs. Wire and, wires and bombs are crappy bombs. Also, imagine a bomb in real life. Does it have a countdown timer on it as to when it's going to explode?
2: I've never seen a bomb. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, your husband's in the military. I'm sure he at least I'm has. I'm not allowed been. to
2: talk to him about that stuff.
0: You're not allowed to talk about... Anything he's seen regarding bombs?
2: Not really, no. Really? It's all confidential. That's strange. That's how he keeps his top secret clearance.
0: I gotcha. Okay. Okay, so it's not like that for every single person. Just people that have top secret clearance?
2: I mean, you're really...
0: You're not supposed to talk about anything?
2: You're really not. Because you never know who you're talking to that could leak it to the wrong person and then that wrong person leak it to the really
0: wrong person. And so right now... You might have just leaked something to me, and then I'm leaking it to everybody. Exactly. And then but I Al-Qaeda's listening. Is I Al-Qaeda didn't. even a thing anymore? Right, you did not. Mo did not share anything with me. I did not. But real bombs don't have countdown timers on them.
2: I didn't say that. I said it. I don't They don't, don't have countdown.
0: They, they don't want you to know when it's going to explode.
2: Listen, I just think that it would be even, even more interesting for the person to find the bomb Think that all that they have to do is snip the wires. They pull out their pliers from their pocket. They pick up the bomb, and there's no wires at right.
0: all. No
1: wires. What at do all? I do now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
0: uh. And there's no timer on it. <laughs> Wait, is this a bomb? Oh, never mind, guys.
2: There needs to be a movie. It's a microphone. One movie. <laughs> there needs to be one movie where they, like. Spin, put a spin on all of these cliches. Every cliche goes th- wrong. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love it. That's what they, they should love
0: do. It. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> 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 and then they wake up at the end and it was all a dream. And then he takes off the covers and he's just a head. Cause the bomb really did go off. Oh and my it wasn't gosh. a dream. There's the spin. There's the spin. <laughs> All right, no. But that is the next one. Waking up in a hospital. uh, The person who woke up from a coma decides to rip out their IV and escape immediately. They never seem to be in any physical repercussions from this. Even the IV is supposedly keeping them alive. They just tear it out and they run away, walk away. Uh, Even when they're horribly injured, they can still just walk right out. Nobody stops them. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm done here.
2: Yeah. As if the second that they rip the IV out, all the beep, beep, beep at the nurse's station isn't going off.
0: Because it reacts as if you're dying, as if you've stopped living. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, get in there. Oh, my gosh. All right. The long, drawn-out no. No. You know what? I'm not mad at this one because it's fun to do that. Like, I've gotten to do that in reality, like, with a full force no acting in something. Yeah. It's really fun. I want to do it. And it's emotional, you know. <laughs> it ma- it gets me every time. It's in a lot of movies, but it gets me every time. <laughs> I'm like, "Ooh. That hurts. I feel it. I feel he the pain." It really
2: means no. Really More so than it. just saying no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, the uh the the biggest one of all. Cool people never look at the explosion they just caused. They simply walk away. They also don't feel like the heat or the force or, the force. or anything. I know. <laughs> they just casually stroll away.
2: Listen, <laughs> we were setting off fireworks last night, and or Friday night, last Friday night, and the, the force of just the tiny little firework shook the house and shook like...
0: Your core? Yeah. <laughs> like, I could
2: feel it on the inside, and that was just a tiny firework the, the explosions that you see in a movie, they're, not they're gonna like be full able to,
0: buildings yeah <laughs> coming up in a fireball.
2: You're not going to be able to stand, much you less walk away from them. You might be deaf
0: afterwards. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's big.
2: That's the thing. Okay, so that's what we need to see happen. They crumble to their to their knees, and they just kind of sit there. They regain composure. They go to walk off, and the other one says something, and the one's like, huh?
0: What'd you say? <laughs> Said we should have put a timer on that ball. <laughs> Give us a little bit of time to get out of there. <laughs>
2: telling you, we could write movies. This would have
0: been good. would have been great.
1: <laughs> uh, so, we got most
0: of that list from uh, list25.com uh, 25 movie cliches that you never want to see again. Uh, fun stuff. Yeah. Fun, Fun way to end our show today. Absolutely. Coming up next, we share something that we love.
2: We'll be back in just a few with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio.
0: Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today.
1: But first,
2: I want to share with you something that I love. And I talked about it when we were talking about um, the embarrassing church stories. But I didn't grow up Baptist. I grew up Pentecostal. And so I never knew that the Baptist convention was a thing. Never knew that there was this big resource for a church mm. to pull from when they're in a time of need. Currently, we don't have a youth leader and we don't have a worship leader. And so don't both. do have a youth leader either? Yep. So both um, the state convention guys are serving as interims at the church in their place which yeah. i think is it's brilliant yeah. to me it's it's genius and here at at your church when i did vbs here we pulled a lot of resources and um like their decorations because we had a lower budget you know we didn't have a whole lot of extra money for big decorations right
0: they had that vbs trailer uh-huh that right, so they take to churches
2: yep that we could use and we were able to and it was free, free of charge yeah. just use it, put it back, put whatever extra things you you purchased you know that you want to share with other churches in there as well um, and then like for other events, I think that we've had bouncy houses yeah they have like a
0: whole they have like a whole trailer full of like four or five different bouncy houses now that does cost some money yeah. for the upkeep, but it's still much less than renting it from like an entertainment company or right. something like much much less yeah. So,
2: like I said, growing up not Baptist, I never knew that that was a thing. I never knew that that was a yeah. resource. And and I don't know how many states actually have it, how many states utilize it. I don't know if it's... I'm
0: fairly certain that every state has a Baptist convention Yeah. Uh, in their state. Yeah. But I don't know how... Like, I don't know if they're all, like, the same level of interaction, if yeah. they all have the same number of people, if they're all the same size or what. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a good resource here in New Mexico.
2: Mm-hmm. I Honestly, I love it. And I feel like it's a good way for they keep communication flowing between the different churches. It's not a feeling of competition between the different Baptist churches. It's They're a good go-between for all of the churches, you know. This yeah. is what's happening over here. This is what's happening. And then we pray for each other and we hold each other accountable. And, and anyway, I just, I enjoy that. <laughs>
0: All right. That's a good one. Let's close out our show with the Bible verse for the day. It is Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Thank you for joining us. There's a back row morning show every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bubba and Anna bring you church nerds every Friday.
2: And as always, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Backrow Radio. And join our laughter inducing Facebook community, Backrow Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com.
0: If you miss a morning show, you can subscribe to the podcast version of The Morning Side Hug on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most podcast apps. And catch up on our new Monday through Wednesday shows.
2: The podcast of our Throwback Thursday episodes are reserved for our Patreon donors as well as other bonus content and incentives. If you listen to Back Row Radio and want to support the work we do, please consider partnering with us by going to backroradio.com slash partner. Any size donation will get you our private podcast feed.
0: That is it for the show. Tomorrow we've got a best of Matt and Mo episode, and we'll be back next week. We hope you will too. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember that Jesus loves you.
2: He's behind me, isn't he?
0: If you see us around, we love a side hug.
1: Bye.